another episode of Grains and Grace Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm John the Layman. And I am Ryan the Grumpy Lutheran. He's so grumpy. I'm in such a bad mood. Sounds like you are right there. Whoa, bother. Wait, that's Winnie the Pooh that said, oh, bother. <laughs> I'm getting my Hundred Acre Woods characters all mixed. John, did you know they made a horror movie out of Winnie the Pooh? He's now public domain. It's been so long since the creation that now anyone can make their own original stories. What? And it's like a dark, gritty slasher about Winnie the Pooh, like, after the, his human friend left and came back years later, they all went feral. That has nothing to do, but I just couldn't help but point that out. I heard that the other day. That's right, folks. We're already in the weeds. Literally, this is the soonest. We're not even into a minute, and we're already in the weeds. We did it. It's amazing. It is just such a bold concept. I could not ignore talking about it for a moment, but that's not what we're talking about, and it's not what we normally do. We don't no. do horror movie reviews here. No, no, we don't. But we can, we can. Hey, if you're if you're new to our show, if you've never heard us before, uh, we are two idiots seeking truth. Uh, what that means is, we are armchair theologians, which means we're not trained as theologians. Um, we probably get a lot wrong, but we like to read books. We like to have conversations, and uh, we like to do it over a beer. So uh, you're more than welcome to disagree with us. You're more than welcome to agree with us. Uh, you're more than welcome to give us comments and say what you want. But this is just a fun time. So and I've um, been thinking about this concept. We are enjoying a beer while talking about God. We've never really said to our eyes, now we don't encourage, go out and drink a beer. But if you are someone who enjoys, why not have one right now? You can yeah. pause this real quickly. There's a pause button. I mean, if you're driving, do not. Or if you have responsibilities. But... Make it a part of your daily routine when yeah. you're unwinding at night. Yeah. Have the beer that we're having. Enjoy it with us and be part of our community. Yeah. As soon as we tell you, you have to go to the store right now and go get that beer so that you can have a beer with us and enjoy the conversation with us. And when you're talking to the person at the checkout counter, say, I had to have this beer to listen to, to Grains and Grace podcast. Uh, advertisement. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, what are we drinking today? We are drinking. We're very fancy today. No, no, You picked uh, up a Stella Artois. Artois. Yes, it's a it's a um, uh, six hundred years uh, that the beer has been around. It's uh, uh, originally began in thirteen sixty six, and uh, yes, it's a. Uh, it comes from somewhere in Europe. It actually looks like it's a bottle in St. Louis, Missouri, John. What the? <laughs> I'm sure it sounds very French, this, though. This <laughs> bottle is way too fancy to come from St. Louis. You slapped. I've been to St. Louis. There's no way this came from St. Louis. Let's just talk a minute, because I'm sure the beer is fine. Stella Artois has been around for a long time. It's a staple. I already hate it. I remember watching... And that's what I was going to get at, is what is the deal with the extra paper yeah. that we have to pull off? Is that really necessary? I'm already angry. I think it's to slow you down. It's so you're not just drinking one after the other. Yes, it you is. Hit a, if you're drinking too many, and you're like, i got to pull this paper off. The bourgeoisie does not. Yeah, they don't overindulge. So. Yes. <laughs> okay, I get it. I understand. That's fine. This is not a common man's beer. This is so. not a common yeah. man's beer. If it were, I would be able to twist this top. I had a friend that used to, whenever it was like painted, I always says he treated himself. And they have big bottles of it, so we get like the big 32-ounce one. And as I was saying, we need the chalice, but he had the chalice. They have special ones. Did you know that they say Stella Artois 
tastes better when you drink it from the Stella Artois chalice. Oh, baloney. I'm not buying that. I think maybe we need to get the chalice the, and do another show. What on earth? It goes from the bottle to the chalice, and it, it somehow breathes or something. They act like this thing's old. This better be good. It's for the way it touches your mouth, okay. the way it hits your palate, the way okay. you get the, the sense okay. of it all. Now I'm angry. I'm going into this angry. <laughs> this better be the best beer I've ever drank in my life. No, I hope it's not, and I'll tell you why, because it's really expensive. So I, yeah, don't, we I actually don't want it to be We good. just encourage everyone. I will say one thing you will notice right away when you open it that I always did. There's a very specific Stella Artois aroma. It's the skunky smell. It is. It almost reminds me, dare I give too much about my early days away, it's almost like, who brought the weed into the room? What's going on here? It's got like that weird <laughs> yeah. smell going well, on. Well, I think that's it. because it's a green bottle. Uh, oh, yeah. We know what you're doing, Stella Artois. Alright, well, are you ready to try this? I, I don't know. We've almost psyched ourselves out of it. Dang it. I really wanted to hate this beer. That's a good beer. That is a fantastic beer. And you know what? I'm going to say it. It might be even better out of the chalice. Imagine. Oh, sort of... knock it off. There's no <laughs> way. I'm not buying it. Out of the chalice. Back in the box. <laughs> well, we are... Hey, oh, we want to update you guys. Uh, so we are going to have a new studio. Ryan, It's going to be in Ryan's new house. Ryan got a new house, and it's a fantastic house. You guys have been working on it really hard, uh, kind of a lot of the painting. you got new carpet coming in, uh, just doing some really cool updates to the house. John, I'm sitting here right now, a broken, wretched man, and for a change, yeah. I'm not talking about the sin in my life. I'm talking about my physical <laughs> body. Physically Feels broken. very broken and wretched <laughs> at the moment, but yeah, um, yeah, it's going along nicely. But we have a room completely isolated. We have some sound issues to work out. Yeah. But I think uh, I'm very excited. We're going to have a, gonna we're going to have a studio in there. And eventually we'll be starting our YouTube channel from there. Yes. And it will provide us the opportunity to start bringing on guest speakers. Uh, one of the first ones I'm hoping that we can bring on is Pastor John Audi mm -hmm. of Timothy Lutheran Church. And we'll find a great topic to, to talk about. And hopefully he'll want to come on and, and, and talk and be a part of it. And, and uh, we'll see what happens from there. We want to get a lot of different kinds of people, and not just pastors. I mean, I'd love to get run-of-the-mill Christians on and Absolutely. And everybody, maybe, you know, non-Christians and, and different things. But it, it'd just be, you know, just fun just to do it all and, and still do our normal stuff that we do as well. Yeah. So. But, I mean, uh, hopefully you enjoy just listening to the two of us. But I believe that, once again, we're all about community. We want to build the community right. out there where you are. We want to build the community in here with us and have different points of view. And right. As we say, we're total amateurs. We say we're total amateurs. I think maybe we know a little bit more than the average Joe sometimes, but we're not. Uh, no, we didn't go to seminary. We haven't studied old, dusty books for years. We're just right. going off. Uh, we, we were told things by other people, and it sounded good to read. That's right. I'm just quoting something I heard from some guy on the street corner the other day. Who actually read the book. Yeah. <laughs> we are the Cliff Notes version of actual yes. talented scholars yes. and theologians. You know, that should be our new name. We are Cliff Note Theologians. I think it's actually to the uh, kids listening, hopefully not drinking, but to the kid, the younger generation, I think it's actually yeah, Spark Notes is the book that you use when Spark you don't. Notes. Yeah, when you realize you have an English project due the next day and you yeah. have to like cram the book in real time. Cliff Notes. Ah, Spark Notes. 
Spark notes. Yeah, I already <laughs> messed up, didn't I? <laughs> All right. What are we talking about, John? Uh, we were talking about, so we've been talking about the Lord's Prayer. This will be our last episode on the Lord's Prayer. And then uh, we'll have some other subjects we're going to be doing uh, coming down the pipe uh, before we get to that. So I'll just we can kind of talk about it. Eventually, we're going to be doing a couple episodes on the Apostles' Creed. It'll be a similar thing uh, as what we're doing with this Lord's Prayer thing. Um, we will probably at some point get back into Romans. And we will continue not our for, series on Romans. We will not forget about Romans, but can we just have a, a moment of honesty with you, Grains and Grace Kingdom, which I dubbed in the last podcast. It's taken us a long time, John. I don't think either of us knew how long the book of Romans in its entirety would truly take the two of us talking the way we talk yeah. to get through. Yeah, like four episodes for one chapter. Yeah, if you calculate this out. <laughs> I've done the math, John. It's not good. So we'll just make it a uh, continuing series that we get into every so often. But, uh, yeah, we've got some other ideas, uh, other show ideas, some fun show ideas. And uh, so just continue to listen. But we uh, have been talking about the Lord's Prayer out of Matthew chapter 6. And the last episode, we, we talked about um, looking at the Lord's Prayer. Uh, uh, we, we posited that there are... Uh, Three, three ways to understand the prayer, and two of which we're trying to uh, uh, actually use to digest and understand in this in this podcast conversation. Uh, those three ways would be that that the Lord's Prayer is a template for prayer. The Lord's Prayer is an actual prayer that you can pray if you have no other prayer to pray. And number three, the Lord's Prayer is a prayer that you can meditate on to have a deeper understanding of your Christian faith and what God is doing in his redemptive history in this world. Uh, so we're really taking number one and number three. We're looking, we want to ask the, the template question, what would a prayer sound like or look like using this template at each point? What would we maybe, instead of saying this, we would say this, but it's using that template. And then number three, uh, the, the number three part in, how what is the deeper meaning here what is the meditative we meditate on this what is what is it saying here you know so that's what we're doing we left off on uh give us today our daily bread and we were really kind of getting into some different stuff there and i think i think ryan had a few more ideas that he wanted to share on that. yeah i was going to drag it out and this is really getting into that meditative portion but i was thinking a lot about god providing and we know that he does provide for those who love and follow him and takes care of them. And you also mentioned at one point we were saying there's no one homeless in heaven. God's total provision is there. Right. But what about the homeless on earth? If someone's listening to this and they don't have a home and they're finding it hard, they don't they're starving at this moment, are they not praying right? Is their faith not right? Because we know that God will provide that daily bread. How do we reconcile this idea that there are truly people starving in this world? There are people that seem to not have their daily needs needs met, but they may be followers of Christ. They may love Jesus. They may be on the streets, and the only thing they have in their backpack is the Bible and a little bit of change. Like, mm -hmm. what's going on in that world? Is I mean, God. We know that God's not not providing for it for them, but it puts it into a whole different context when we talk do we about know, daily do we bread. don't know i mean we mm -hmm. i don't know i i don't know that i have an answer for that i the reason i ask is because sometimes we present faith and it's not us here but people present 
faith in a way that can really alienate a certain group of people. Because it sounds formulaic. Absolutely. Well, God will give you blessings if you follow him. It's like, this goes into a lot of prosperity And then if someone sees that they aren't prospering in life, they may think, well, I am not living my faith out or I don't have that relationship with God that I should. And ultimately, yeah. in a lot of people's lives, I've seen that take them away from God because they're like, well, I thought I was following earnestly. I thought I was following him truthfully. And I didn't see those actual changes in my life. Or, um, Well, I think the first thing I would say to that is when you are saying the daily bread, um, how are you defining that? Are you defining that the way God defines what our daily needs are? Or are we defining that by what I think my daily needs are? You know, and that's where the prosperity yeah. gospel gets it wrong because they kind of have this. They know you already have an idea of what prosperity is in your mind. Well, it means I should have a luxury boat and a, mm-hmm. and a you know six hundred thousand dollar house and you know and three cars in the driveway and and see that would be God providing. No, that's not what that. I mean, that's fine if you're successful I and need you have help. those things, but that's not. I don't think that's. It's not about what you think or what you interpret as um, being uh, uh, having your daily bread. It's what does God define as your daily bread? And I think that we miss that really bad. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I mean, Grains and Grace does need a private Boeing jet to spread the word of God to all the listeners. Right? <laughs> okay, Kenneth Copeland. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, maybe not, um, but we do appreciate your uh, donations uh, because we would love to do this full time and give you episodes every day. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's just one of those things that I've always heard, and I just know that I've seen real tangible people in my life fall away from the faith because they've heard the gospel preached this way, yeah. and then they say, "Well, I thought I was doing everything, and apparently, it's not there." God's greater than that. He will provide. But in cases of those people who are truly struggling out there, if you're struggling in life right now, if you're finding it hard to find food in your life, if you're finding it hard to meet your daily needs, your struggle right now is not a reflection on God's love on your life or your connection with God or your current relationship with God. Something more is going. Yeah, it could be anything. There could be a million reasons. You don't know what God's plan is either. But what I will say is that, and I'm only speaking from the vantage point of our country at least, is that there are so many good and faithful Christians that do serve um, um, storehouses for people to get free food and diapers and clothes. And there are so many ways. But I know there's a lot of people that won't enter those, that won't go to those places out of pride or, or yeah. you know, the, oh, I don't want to hear that, you know, so, you know, it's, it's a lot. I mean, there's, I don't think it's a cut, it's not a black and white, it's not as clear cut as people think. I don't think all people become homeless because they just didn't want a job. No, I don't think that's it. But I think there also are, if we're honest, some people that are homeless because they just don't want a job. That's you know, well. so I'm sure it's a small percentage, but I, I let's just be real about the picture here. Let's not pretend, 
you know, we have a huge drug problem in our country, for instance. Yes. And there are a lot of people that are homeless and they're hooked on drugs. And they became homeless because they got hooked on drugs. And, you know, they'll say, well, I lost my job, you know, so I became homeless. Well, why did you lose your job? Well, I got hooked on drugs. Right. So you're not homeless because the company fired you. You're, you're homeless because you got hooked on drugs. You need to get off of drugs. So that's <laughs> and bringing, so just being clear, like, let's yeah. be honest about the conversation. So. so that's bringing in the aspect of sin in our lives and how sin separates us from God's plan. God's plan is for our daily needs right. to be met. His plan is for us to be well taken care of. But when we add sin into our lives, we mess with God's plan. We can mess with that. So there, there is some degree of our own life choices and our own yeah. sins that can kind of counteract. There's consequences. Yeah. yeah, there's still consequences. Like, and Jesus forgives us of our sins, you know. But there can still be residual mm -hmm. consequences of that sin. Maybe you know? God's plan was for you to be well fed today, but you decided to be a bad steward of what you had and you reallocated your funds or your available resources to something else in your life. Yeah, I'm 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 wary of telling stories lest anybody ever actually listen to some of these stories that they might be about, but I'll tell you one story. <laughs> um uh we I I I was working with my I do construction and we were working on an apartment complex and we uh had to plug in and we found an outlet and it was outdoors and we probably should have knocked and asked to use the outlet and we didn't. And we used it for all five minutes. Uh, but the guy no sooner saw us using it, pulls on the cord, takes it out and pulls it, takes it inside his, his apartment. He took your cord it inside took, his apartment? took the cord inside the apartment. And I'm like, oh my, okay. So I got to go knock on the door. I was like, hey, we really need that cord back. And he goes, well, you know, you should have ass and I said you're right and I said I'm so sorry about that and we apologize and, and everything he gave the cord back he goes you know I'm not trying to be a jerk you know but I, I live on a fixed income and, and so you know I really do account for every penny and my thought was normally I would kind of get that but in the background he had this 75 inch TV with video games on mm -hmm. and it straight up smelled like weed mm -hmm. and I'm thinking well, maybe you wouldn't have budget problems if you didn't spend your money being a bad steward with it. You know, it's like if you're struggling that bad, maybe you need to think about where you're putting your money right now, not dumping it into video games and 75-inch big screen TVs and smoking weed. You know, maybe you can invest that. Now, that's true as well, John, <laughs> but I think you are shielding yourself from the fact that you – we're stealing his power. I and I apologize for that. All those and things on your side are true as he well. He was but, absolutely yeah. right, and I and I did. We did apologize, and I didn't say anything to him. And and but I'm trying to. The the point is, is that there could be lots of reasons, and we need to really exhaust all those reasons. Like, why am I struggling? It's like because God does take care of us. But are we opening our eyes? Like, are we willing to take that job? You know. You it's like, have it's just, like, it's like, it's like, well, it could be like, it could be like somebody that maybe they, they did a certain kind of job their whole life. And they're like, I'm not going to go work over here at this. I used to be the CEO of blah, 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 blah. And now nobody will hire me. And so now I'm homeless because I couldn't get a job. You couldn't get a job as a CEO. 
you could have gotten a job maybe at the local Lowe's. But it, was that beneath you? You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, okay. And I think there's actually like a metaphor involved here too. What are you plugging in to in this world? Where are you getting your your power from? Are you are you plugging into someone else's cord? Or are you plugging into the the real source? The real source. Oh, look at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In this case, you weren't plugging into the authentic source, John. You were plugging into something. It may have felt like real power. It may have gotten the job done at yeah. the time, yeah. but it wasn't sustaining. It wasn't honest. <laughs> So I like when you go cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Daily Bread, I think uh, there's a lot of things to think about. Yeah. Do you have more thoughts on the matter, too, or any of the places we've gone in this or the prior prior episode? No, I think, I think, you, I think you hit a, a really good point. Is, is, it, you, know, you brought it back to another portion that we had already talked about was the kingdom come and you know, our father. It's all tied together. I mean, it's not, it's, we're, we're kind of piecing these out, but they really are connected. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's God's will, kingdom come, for his kingdom come for us all to be homeless and not have jobs. No. I think his when we pray God's kingdom come, it's like it, work is good. I mean, work is good. Having jobs are good. And sometimes jobs are unfulfilling, you know. And, and you know, we, we have to be patient in those times. And, you know, say, God, you know my heart, and I'm going to keep working, I'm going to keep at it, but, man, I'd really like something more fulfilling, you know. And I don't know, you know, but but keep working. Don't stop working. You have to work. Nope. We were created to work, you know, and um, he put us in a garden to tend the garden, you know. The thorns and thistles came later, you know. Um, for being honest, it was our own, our own doing as humankind, falling into that sin where labor, I mean, in the original concept, Eden, which is essentially what I see as God's intent for heaven in the future of our life. Right. Paradise restored. Right. Yeah. This laboring, this working, this nine to five mentality is not what God intended for us to right. get by. That was ultimately as a result of sin and disobedience. Yeah. Maybe not ours specifically. You want to go back and talk to Adam and Eve about that. You, can, you know. You know, pick a fight with them later on down the line. But I mean, had they not done it, one of us would have. We were <laughs> one we were, of us were bound. We, we were going to do it eventually. <laughs> it may have been you had they not done it. So maybe you want to thank them right now for yeah. taking that off. <laughs> taking that. <but>, <laughs> um, I wanted you were touching on something too. It's not just each individual part of this prayer that's yeah. important. Yeah. But there's something about the flow of one thing to the other. It's yeah. the order of them working together. It's Absolutely. not willy nilly. It's not just, okay, these are all important things. Let's make a bullet point yeah. PowerPoint uh presentation. Yeah. But they flow for a specific reason. There's right. a reason for the order. Right. Like so far we've talked about acknowledging and addressing who God is and that we aren't God. And that flows naturally into, well, if he's God and he's creator, why, he deserves the praise. And if he's God and he's the creator and he deserves the praise, he must want us to do something. And what is it we're supposed to do? Well, we're supposed to bring the kingdom come, make, make this world more like what it really was originally intended to be. Mm -hmm. um, well, how do we do this? Well, we have to work. We have to work. We have to be content with what we have. And sometimes we don't get the parts we want. But... But we're called to do something, and we're called to be content with what we do, and 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 do it, and do it because it's God's work, and and in that we will find joy. And if we're just focused on like here's what I want, 
you know, it's this really selfish, gross thing that happens, and we do it all the time. Don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah. I hope people are hearing us that we're not doing this podcast because we've achieved some level of Christianity, and maybe you'll get there one day. No, actually, this is very cathartic for us because I know I fail constantly in this stuff, like especially the daily bread stuff, constantly failing, and. You know, and I, these are all, everything I'm saying is stuff that I've gone over in my own head about myself. You know, like, well, John, have you really done everything? You know, like, well, no, I haven't. <laughs> I would say we aren't like the lead singer of some contemporary Christian band where we're going to step up here and act like we have got our lives all together and we are something that you should be like us. We are the most regular, everyday sinners yeah. failing on a constant basis. We just so happen to have faith in a God who's bigger than the two yeah. of us. And who's, who's presently at work sanctifying us like every other brother and sister in Christ. And, and that's why we're so thankful because we suck so much that we're suck. thankful that we aren't <laughs> reliant upon ourselves. Yeah. That would be terrible. Yeah. And, you know, I once heard, you know, Dietrich Bonhoeffer once said that, you know, that people have cheap grace. You know, that there's this Christianity that becomes cheap grace. And I understand what he was saying, and he was saying something different. But I always thought, yeah, but I kind of need cheap grace because that's all I can afford. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really afford any other kind of grace. So, But I understand what he's saying. So it's not to, it's not to I don't want to misconstrue what he was trying to, to, to relay. But I do think some people do think of grace as something cheap. And they think they have to do something. And I'm saying there's nothing you can do. And cheap grace has to be cheap. Because it wasn't cheap for Jesus. No, it was it was expensive to God. It was the most expensive. But to us, it is absolutely cheap because it's free. Yeah. And 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 something that's free and cheap, you know, it can be abused. But at the end of the day, you can't afford anything else. No. <laughs> it's the idea that yes, God's grace is multiplied when it's reflected against our own sin, because mm -hmm. the more of a wretched sinner that we are yeah the more reliant we are upon god but that does not mean that we go out sinning more to boost god's grace like we don't have a get out yeah. of jail free card we don't make god's grace better by yeah, i going thought we weren't out. talking about romans i thought we were doing that you're, you're preaching out of romans I, it's, there's, there's a problem with romans in that it's you can't get <laughs> you away can't from not talk about romans. yes that's why it is the important <laughs> yeah. book it is but um yeah, so bread. I think we. I think we've covered bread. We did it. I uh, got some recipes for bread. We can go into that later. We could do that later if we have time left over. Uh, Grumpy Lucerne's Our, recipe for bread. My cooking show on YouTube. Um, okay, this is a very challenging one. This next one. You ready? I'm ready. You gonna read this? Uh, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. Debts. Sometimes it's translated as, uh, translated as forgive us our trespasses or forgive us our sins. Um, and it says forgive us, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Okay. There's a time frame there. That so, as, you see the A and the S right there? I know, and that could mean a lot of things. To me, that indicates these things are happening, happening simultaneously if we are living the way we are praying. It is we are asking him, God, to forgive our debts 
as at the same time in correlation as we are forgiving our debtors. But what if it means as, like, forgive us our debts as, as, in, as in the same way that we are that forgiving I've our debtors? Forgiving other people. Ah. Asking God to forgive. What if it was like that? I don't know. I don't have the answer, but this is an interesting question. What if I'm praying, God, forgive me the same way I forgive others? Well, if we're going to discover it Ouchie. that way. <laughs> I, well, so we're saying, God, oh, no, if we're asking God to forgive us the way we do it, we're basically saying, God, give us a big kick in the bring, butt right yeah. now. God, and, bring the judgment on me that I bring on others. Yeah, we are praying that God not be God in that situation, if that's the case. Yeah, that would be scary, wouldn't it? Um, I think that there's something to be said here in that, from the meditative standpoint, is that it's all of those things. You know, as we're asking God for forgiveness, we should be simultaneously having a heart for forgiveness because when you're asking God for forgiveness, so this goes back to what you said, um, when you're asking God for forgiveness, you know, you're seeing and you know, only you know, really, you and God know what your sin is, whatever that is, whatever it is. You, you, you said terrible things to your wife this morning. You, 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 you cussed out the, the boss or the, you cussed out an employee or you got, you got S face last night, you know, and like, oh, man, you know, whatever it is, you know, and God knows. Yeah, and you're you're just like, man, God, forgive me. So you're this place, and you know the forgiveness you need from God, that you don't deserve his love, his mercy, and forgiveness. And so it is the simultaneous, as you're asking for that forgiveness from God, you should be simultaneously aware of the people you need to forgive, how much they need your forgiveness. So there is that aspect. Yeah. Then there's an aspect of judgment. This, what I was saying, we should also be asking, as we're, God forgive me, we should be asking it like, as we, as we, as we. Oh man, I haven't been very forgiving to that person. If I ask God to forgive me the same way I'm forgiving other people, I have no forgiveness. Mm -hmm. I'm like screwed, royally screwed, yeah. royally screwed here. So I need to be getting to work here. You know, your kingdom come, your will be done. I need to be getting to work to forgiving people. I need to be getting on board with just letting things go. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever sin somebody has committed against you, Jesus already paid it on the cross. They don't owe you, if you're a believer in Christ, anything. Yeah. You can let it go. You can freely let it go and just walk away and forgive. Well, these people, there are people who have debts to us. There are people who have done us wrong, John, that they have done things against our lives and they've earned it. But we've done the same thing in our own sin. That's why I really wanted to focus on that word debt. If I have debt in my own life, I signed a contract. I agreed to something. I engaged in something willfully knowing that there was something that was going to be asked of me in return. Mm -hmm. And now I'm asking for someone to completely forgive this contract that I engage in. I work in insurance, so contracts are a big thing with me. So when I right. see this word debt, I think about, well, I'm asking someone to completely forgive me for something that I 
willfully that I that I engaged in myself. You owe them. I owe them. This is yeah. what I owe for my sin in this world is death, and I am asking for someone to give me mercy, which is an undeserved, or that I'm not getting what I right. do deserve. I'm asking them, hey, I know that I engage in this. I knew what the consequences were, and I am asking for forgiveness. But when someone does that against us, we're like, if you were to hurt me, I'd be like, John, you knew what you were doing, you yeah. jerk. You don't deserve you any of it. You yeah. went, yeah. This wasn't just an accident that you, that happened. You went out of your way to hurt me in my life, and why would I forgive someone who? Well, did this that? doesn't this go back to and and we you and I have talked about this at church today, but this goes back to. Um, and all of our Reformed friends out there will love this part of the conversation. But this goes back to like covenant theology a little bit because, you know, there is like you could say there is, and I agree with this actually, um, there is a covenant of works and then there's a covenant of grace, right? And we're all kind of in that covenant of works and then we're in the covenant of grace and, you know, Covenant of Works says, hey, you signed a contract, right? Mm -hmm. And um, if you don't follow the contract, <laughs> you, you got to pay, buddy. Yeah. And the Covenant of Grace says, or you can ask for forgiveness. And I've got, God says, uh, you know, Jesus over here. You can use this yeah. on your account. And, and, it pay, and it pays it. Like the account's paid now, you know. The covenant of works, and the funny thing about that was God's people, they basically created that covenant themselves. A lot of it, aside from the Ten Commandments and certain laws dictated, a lot of those laws were man-made. They wanted it, and they, they wrote the contract, they signed the contract, and then they couldn't live by the contract. It's an yeah. interesting situation they put themselves in, and we do the same thing with ourselves today. But I like this new deal a little bit more than the old one. I like the new deal. I, uh, cause that's all I can afford. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I can afford. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll, I'll take cheap any day. So, yeah. So the forget forgiving, forgiveness is, should be hand in hand with, uh, you know, us giving others the forgiveness they need. And, and, and that has been a, uh, a challenge in, in my own life. I know it's probably a challenge for a lot of people to hear that. And so I'd say if in practical, in practical terms, if you're somebody that's, you know, struggling with that, stay in conversation with God on this. God does forgive us our sins and he gives us grace and it's not based on anything we do, you know, but God wants us to stay in that conversation. Stay in that conversation and ask God because you're praying in the first part. Remember, you're praying thy kingdom come. There's no bitterness in heaven. There's no unforgiveness in heaven. There's none of that doesn't exist. So you, you need to stay in conversation with God about who am I bitter against? Who am I holding a grudge against? And and Lord, keep me from that. Um, you ready to go on? I think so. Okay. Um, I'll go on and read verse 13. This is another kind of brain buster right here. Mm -hmm. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Why in the world, John, would we have to pray to God to not lead us into temptation? Shouldn't it be evident that's not his will? It's not what God would do? Why are we, And it's at the end. So all of this has led to this, if we're believing that there is a certain 
order or to it. Uh, yeah, and and isn't it? It's in First John that John points out that God doesn't tempt anybody, but we're led astray by our own sin. You know that that thoughts give birth to sin and things mm-hmm. like that. So what what does this mean? Um, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Um, deliver us from the evil one, I can understand right. easily because, yeah, that's what we do. We're like, hey, save us from our sins. Save us from that which wants to destroy us. That I can wrap. I, I feel like it must be some sort of older way to say God keep us from temptation. And that's what I've always uh, yeah, thought. Yeah, that's the way I understand it. Just like some, some, some way of saying, like, just the way they would have talked. Or mm-hmm. the way it gets translated. Um, but God, keep us from the temptation. You know, for, for the apostles, it would have been, you know, we're getting persecuted. God, keep us keep us from being tempted to just renouncing this whole thing and just doing taking the easy road. Deliver us from this evil. Deliver us from what's happening. Deliver us from this persecution. Um, and, and then in today, I, I would say, you know, and lead us not into temptation. Lord, keep us from those things that, that tempt us. If it's, you know, if like when we did our first episode, if you're somebody that, you know, we wanted to understand alcohol in the Bible, but if you're somebody that is like, you know, I got to drink every morning and I got to drink all the things. It's like, well, okay, you need to like ask God, like keep me from this, you know, keep me from uh, being tempted. Keep me from what am I doing that's putting myself in this position and give me an outlet, God, is something that makes me understand what I'm doing and my behavior and, and so I can turn away from it and get away. You know, Jesus said, uh, if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. I don't think he was really talking about like mangling your body. What I think he's trying to say is like if you're if there's something that you're always looking at, you know, and it's causing sin you need to find ways that you're not looking at it if, if it's if it's i'm trying to think of ideas here but if you if it's something you know you struggle with anger you know you probably shouldn't be watching ufc fights <laughs> you know they're entertaining sure but if you're somebody that like really gets your kicks off of you know carousing and and getting mm-hmm. angry and wanting to bust people's heads in you know, and you're like, how do I become a more peaceful person? You know, it's like, well, maybe you should not watch fighting. That's not something that all leads back brain. to Romans and Romans 12, having this sober assessment, knowing yourself, mm-hmm. knowing what things in life are those, for a lack of better words, triggers in your sin life. Yeah. What are the things that cause you to be distracted? And in this, we are acknowledging that we can't do it on our own, that we want to go to those things that cause destruction in our lives. It's what we want. It's what the sinful nature in us desires. And we're basically saying right there, I can't do this on my own. If I was left to my own accord, I would follow after these sinful things every day. I might try to abstain, but I know that I can't do it on my own. So I need someone. And in this case, it's saying, lead us not into temptation into temptation but what's the opposite side of that if we're saying lead us not into temptation I, and i think it's saying again lead us away from temptation yeah. but towards you yeah, is deliver us from evil. yeah so the the inherent right the, the the inherent thing being said there is is in that 
here would be the template is to say, you know, God, um, let's say I'm in this prayer. And, and so now I'm at this point in the prayer and I would, I'm being, I'm having an honest assessment about myself. You know, God, you know that I'm, I get so frustrated with this guy at work and, and, and Lord, I just, you know, um, and I always see him in the coffee room. Okay. Lord, keep me from it. If I need to just stay out of the coffee room today, just, I'm just going to stay out of the coffee room. I'm not saying give me the, the strength. Room. Yeah. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, I see. It, it's, it's just finding that like, God help me to see how I can begin to step away from doing the same behaviors and get me out of that whole system so that you can develop something in me that has care and compassion for this person or so that I'm strong enough to honestly do this or do that. Um, Created me a clean heart, yeah, oh God. Make yeah, something new yeah. out of me. I'm acknowledging it's dirty at the moment and I need some rejuvenation going yeah, on. Yeah, I need some cleansing, rejuvenation. And uh, and so, yeah, God delivered me. So we're going to hit these last few. Well, let's just do these two together. I think they go together. Yeah. Oh, this is not a part of the prayer. This is no. like a summation of some. I think this kind of goes with uh, verse 12 a little bit, um, yeah. maybe 13. But uh, it seems like it's connected to the prayer. It does. He goes right on and then he changes topics afterwards. So it's assumed this goes with the prayer. But we're going uh, Matthew 6, verse 14. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. I'm going to do a hard stop right there. Is that saying that if we don't forgive others, we aren't getting the forgiveness in return? I'm saying it's hard to receive forgiveness if you're not giving forgiveness. How would you possibly receive forgiveness if you're holding in judgment? It's like we talked about in Romans. Mm -hmm. you know, And we haven't gotten to chapter 2, but that's where it's leading up to after the list. You know, Paul's going to say in chapter two, and and you know, you bring judgment on yourselves basically because you're doing the same things. Mm -hmm. And um, and I I think there's something to be said there. Uh, I don't know how you could possibly truly accept God's forgiveness and yet hold unforgiveness in your heart for another person. I agree wholeheartedly. Do, do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I understand you can be hurt. It's not to say you're not hurt. It's not to say that I'll never trust that guy again or I'll never trust that girl again. It's not that. It's not to say you know um, I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna protect myself. You know. But to have a sort of a sort of grudge against someone that doesn't allow room for God's forgiveness in that person's life. Right? And I'm thinking of, uh, you know, I'm thinking of Jonah right now. Uh, Jonah didn't want to preach to, to Nineveh. Right? And, like, that wasn't okay. Mm -hmm. You know? Because he knew that they would repent. You know? And and uh, so, but that's not, that wasn't Jonah's place. That wasn't Jonah's place. Yeah, it wasn't Jonah's place to judge if Nineveh deserved to hear about God. That wasn't Jonah's place. In the same way, it's not our place to withhold forgiveness from someone else. And it's not our place to judge a person and say, 
they deserve the wrath of God and have that in our heart. If I don't know how you can have that and be like that and still at the same time somehow grasp onto forgiveness for your own soul from from Christ. From I don't know. Does that make sense? It does because we've talked a lot when we in this episode and how our sin relates to God and how we've offended Him through our sin. And then we've also talked about how other people's sin offends us. We haven't really discussed how our sin affects the people in our lives. Right. We're thinking of it from the opposite side about showing forgiveness for them, but our sin doesn't just offend God. It offends other people. Yeah. And how do we want people to act towards yes. us? Yeah. I think when we really think about that, but it, it takes, once again, humility, a humble nature, and just accepting, yeah, we're sinners, and we probably have a lot of people that we have hurt as much as we don't want to think about right. having hurt people in our lives with our sin. That is the ultimate reaction to it. There are plenty of people that have real hurts and real pains from things that both of us in this room have done. Yeah, and you know, just to go along with that, it's like it, it would be like saying um, my sin against God is not as grievous as this person's sin against me. Yeah. And um, is it possible? Is that even possible that somebody could sin against you more than they sin against God? I don't think so. Um, and so when you're asking God to do something that you won't do yourself, it comes off as maybe you don't really get the whole forgiveness thing um, because this 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 other person's sin is is obviously not as grievous of a sin as our own sins against God. You're asking God to forgive you of your sins. How much more should you be forgiving God? Because no matter what another person's sin is against us. They have also, in that same vein, sinned against God. Yeah. So there's that sin too. And God's ready to forgive them of their sin. So if he's ready to forgive them. We're the only ones holding back to forgiveness. God's right. already done it. And we're like, right. yeah, God's forgiven you, but you know what? Not me. Yeah. yeah. My, I'm, too, I'm my, too good for that. My hurts are too important for me yeah. to forgive. I mean, God can do it. Yeah, he's God, but you don't get it from me. Yeah, yeah. So the last thing, <laughs> you sang a lot, but you have had a very, very busy weekend, John. Yes. You're allowed a few cracks. Okay. <laughs> says, but if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. I think again, it just it just goes to that idea that I don't know how you can, you know, I, I it's like this. Uh, True. Okay, so if, I want people to imagine if they don't close your eyes if you're driving, but if you can close your eyes, I want you to imagine closing your eyes or, or maybe you can leave them open. Just look at your hands, palm sides up, right? Now, I can receive God's forgiveness by my hands being open, but if I'm going to hold on to sin, I have to close my hands. So the point is you can't receive something and hang on to something at the same time. So my hands are open, palms slide up, I can receive God's forgiveness. But if I choose to hang on to another person's sin, I have to close those hands. But now I can't receive forgiveness. You see what I'm saying? Does that make sense? It I, does, because once again, it all goes back to that strange free will aspect that God built into us. 
He is always 100% willing and there to forgive everything and show love and grace. But it also comes down to if we're going to be stubborn in our sin and refuse it, he'll also say, Are, you don't want this? It's like giving <laughs> yeah. someone the greatest gift ever and yeah. they just like, eh. Like, okay, but I mean, this is really yeah. nice, but I, I, and, and I know we got to wrap it up, but I kind of feel like, uh, you know, when it comes to like hell, for instance, you know, God doesn't send people to hell. People send themselves to hell. It's, it's God saying, I, here's, you know, you don't want this? Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> this is like eternal life, man. You know, I love you, please. And people, no, I don't want it. No, no. You know, and I think it's a similar thing. It's you don't want forgiveness. You gotta, you're gonna have to let go. It's in your hands, and open your hands and take it. You're gonna have to open your hands and take it. You're gonna have to let go of this thing you're holding on to. Like that archetype of the person who's drowning with all this treasure attached to them, and they're like, oh, I could just let go of it all, but yeah, no, I'd rather drown and take all this worthless junk down with me. Yes, that is exactly it. Yeah, that's a. I think we should end on that note. All right. Well, remember, if you like us, remember to continue to listen to us and follow us and and stay tuned for, for more episodes and, and uh, tell your friends about us. You can check us out at Grains and Grace on Facebook. You can uh, listen to us on Spotify or Anchor. And if you'd like to contribute to us, you can contribute to us on Patreon and Anchor maybe. Can they donate on Anchor as well? Or? Uh, yeah, actually, our only advertising is on Anchor right now, so if you want to donate without having to donate, just listen to us on Anchor and give us some of that sweet, sweet ad revenue. Yes, yes, we actually encourage everybody to go to Anchor right now. Yeah. The just, only place. I think the best way to listen to us, it's kind of like tasting a nice food. The first time is to get your palate acclimated to it. The second time is to start making, you know, a little bit more refined decisions. And the third time is when you really know how you feel. So I think you need to watch once on Anchor, or watch, listen once once on Anchor, once on Spotify, and then once on Apple. And then you truly know how you feel about our podcast. Yeah. And as usual, we reduce everything to food. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm hungry. I only have a couple pieces of pizza. But, um... All right. Thank you so much, and uh, go Chiefs. Crazy Grace Podcast.